All right, what's up, nerds? Welcome back to the Barflies Podcast, episode 91. The back page this week, plenty to cover, plenty to talk about. Um, we've already covered the Tillies this week, so we won't talk about them too much. Um, we will talk some rugby league, though. Nothing that surprising happened this week, I'll say that much. This was a bit of a, a round of spankings, if you will. Yeah, I think pretty much everything that we thought was going to happen, happened. Everyone got no games of, you know, I mean, that's, the games are entertaining. There's a lot of high-scoring games here, but nothing that kind of, no edgy-seat stuff. No. Um, if we want to go, we'll go top to bottom. We'll do a bit of, we'll do a bit of ladder analysis after. We'll do yeah. the same again because um, I feel like we could do it. We'll, yeah, it's, there's a lot to get into there. Yeah. Um, so let's start. Beginning of the week, Penrith coasting again against Manly. They're always winning this game. This is about as this, – this is just – I mean, as far as a Thursday night game goes, it's not not my favourite Thursday night one of all time. No, no. Um, Thursday night is generally the game that I will watch pretty much every week without fail. Yeah, definitely. I rec- would argue it's probably the most watched game of the round, the Thursday night game. Possibly. Yeah. Um, Maybe Sunday, Arvo. Sunday 4 o'clock is always a pretty good one. Too. Yeah. Look – Pretty, pretty, pretty flaccid game, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, I mean, Manly made a good effort of it, but uh, yeah. well, they were never going to beat Penrith, were they? They're just sort of clinging on Manly now till the end of the season, I think. Yeah. I think when we do our na- ladder analysis, you'll see they have to win all of their remaining games. But even then, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think you're going to need 32 competition points to come eight. Okay. Sure. To lock in. Sure. I just think just vibe vibe wise, they're just they're not up to it. Manly no, are done. No Tommy. No Tommy hurts. Manly um, and I am not trying to agitate Manly fans right now. Well you'd never. I would never do that. It's not me. It's not it's not who I am. You know? No. It's not woven into the fibers of my soul. It's not it's not what I'm about. But Manly have the same energy as like the Tigers did five years ago right now. And I'm not just saying that because of that's ominous signing half our side. Mm. But ever since they've sacked as Hasler, their club has been an absolute shambles. I think he was honestly holding it together. Yeah. Because correct me if I'm wrong, were they not in shambles before he went back? And he went back and like Tom and Jake fixed came them. through and everything. And kind he of, fixed them a little bit. Yeah. And then, yeah, look, Manly is – and then there's reports that they could lose Ola Kawatu. I mean, it's just reports, but – To the Tigers, which would be absolutely hilarious. Um, I don't know. Who knows with Manly? It's like at all the, their off-field stuff is just in an absolute an absolute shit show at the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that team. Um, obviously, you no know, Tommy is a massive out. And they've got some really good players, but uh, – yeah, who – I don't know. I don't know. Just, their team's super young as well. I think you forget that. Like, think about all their outside backs. Very young. Apart from DCE, that team is pretty inexperienced. Like, even their forward pack is pretty inexperienced. Like, realistically, Josh Alloyer would be, and Jakey would be their most experienced forwards out of their bench. And they don't, they yeah. don't you know, they don't have, like, a lot of experienced players there. I think they just don't have a lot of good players there. Like, I think outside of, like, their, and I mean that respect. But outside of like, it's like Manly's roster is sort of not as balanced as other rosters. It's like it's very top heavy. 
mm. with Tom, Jake. Yeah, a lot of money tied up on that. Um, Olakwadu, whatever. Schuster on big money as well. Yeah, and then the sort of the way the rest of the roster's filled out is yeah, either with inexperience or they just feel like they're lacking a bit, a bit of depth, a bit of. I feel like they're lacking a bit of punch up front, mm. obviously. I think they re signed th- Matt Lodge, even though he's injured. I think that season they had where Turbo and Garrick and Co. went ballistic has really set their expectation quite high for Manly. Um, but realistically, that year, there was a couple teams that just tore up like that. Yeah. Um, and they themselves got absolutely punished that year. Anyway, but long story short, Manly's struggling a lot, especially the back end of this year with injuries. So we'll see how they go. Um, I could, but you can pretty much put a line through them. Um, next game was the Sharks Titans game. Sharks didn't really get out of like third gear for this. They didn't even really. I thought they could have actually really put a lot more points on, but they. I thought they went kind of easy. Good to see. I was a little bit worried about the Sharks. I'm, I'm glad they got up. I'm glad they got up this week. That's a a game against the Titans can really sort of. I feel like it doesn't matter who you are. A game against the Titans can kind of sneak up sneak up on you like. Mm. They could come out and just put forty on you pretty easily. Yeah, um, you don't know what you're going to. So get. to see the sharks hold them to six points was probably the most, the most impressive thing about this win for me. Given Backing how sort of flaky, and they backed up against the Rabbitohs. So that's two in a row after some bad form. Tell you what, talking about building teams, building last week, two wins, get another couple on the. They have a good run. Finals. They, they have a good run. run. So. So look, we'll do some ladder look, analysis. They, li- like you say, literally within two weeks, we're talking about them. Missing the eight, and now... Oh, well, you said that, not me. Well, sure. It was just the general chatter. They were sort of... They dropped from being a pre- like a pretty much a lock for the four to mm. down to that sort of mid-table scramble, but two wins, and they're, they're back pushing the four. They're so. fine. They'll, they'll, there's not a chance they miss out, I reckon. They're always going to be there. The Titans, again, similar to Manly. A year of such promise for those teams, and it's kind of fell away. Um, although injuries provided foreign injured... AJ Brimson might still be injured for the rest of the year. So I don't know what they're going to do with their team. I always thought the signing of Kieran Foran was a bit of a weird one for them, though. I know he's experienced and they want an experienced player, but like AJ's injuries, they've got Jaden Campbell. I don't know. It's a weird one. Well, I think he's been good because he's brought Fafida into like great form. He's mm. really unlocked David Fafida. Yeah, this year, he did, so. I guess so. I don't know. I've just never really... I don't think they are where they are without him, put it that way. Like, I think the Titans are a lot lower on the table without four. And I agree, though. They've definitely got themselves in a pickle with the Jaden Campbell, AJ Brimson situation because I definitely think they're both fullbacks. Mm. I don't think AJ's a six. No. So, anyway, regardless, headaches headaches to had Titans out also for this year. But Tino re-signed. Ten-year yes. deal. Ten 1. years. 1.2 million a season. Massive. And I think Fafita's on a mill season for yep. three years. So, make good signs. Desi will be up there next year. I'd be, I'd be excited. Is Desi going up there next year? What do you mean? I didn't. I must have missed that. I did not know that. Desi's the Titans coach next year. Huge. That's kind of, that's kind of perfect for them. Yeah. That's kind of the person you need. Yeah. Um, wow, massive. Um, Brisbane Broncos, Parramatta Eels next game. Now, I thought this would be quite... This would, I thought this was always going to be like a finals-like. So did I. So did I. How wrong we were. The Eels just... I'm not sure whether the Eels had a bad game or the Broncos had an exceptional game or maybe a little bit of both. When I was watching it, I felt a bit bad for the Eels. You could tell that 
people like Gutherson were just trying to do absolutely everything to keep them in the game. Um, but, I mean, they really ran away with it. I mean, it was pretty close. It was honestly pretty close until the Broncos scored. Oh, they just went try, try. Like, scored two tries in two minutes there. Um, and then as soon as that kind of happened, it was it was game over. They just ran away with it. Um, and then Mitchell Moses is going to probably be out for the rest of the year as well. Does not bode well for Parra, who are currently sitting outside the eight. With a tough run. Tough run. And it just kind of makes you think. Well, they've got to buy, but it makes you think all those games at the start of the year they lost by two points or whatever it was. have really come back to come back to haunt them. Yeah, I thought I was going to almost say, like, going into this game, I I'd, I'd really did think, because obviously we know that Parramatta have the ability in them to just sort of, like, come out and beat a big side. But... In Dylan Brown's absence, they've struggled a bit. He came back, and I thought they were kind of going to click into gear again, but they just haven't seemed to. They also had no Moses during that time as well, through origin period. Exactly. So, yeah, I think, unfortunately, you'll just about put a line through Parramatta now as well. Um, then, but again, Broncos, credit where credit's due. Humming. Yeah, they were sensational. Um, they played really, really well. Uh, uh, rabbits, Dragons, look, I actually thought the Dragons... Got off a little easy here. I thought this was going to be about 60 nil. I thought the Rabbits were going to be due for it. They play, the Rabbits played well for, honestly, I think about 20 minutes in this game and they scored 26 points. So if they even put in a slightly better performance, I think they would have absolutely wiped the Dragons off the face of the earth. Yeah. Um, still waiting for them to click the Rabbitohs. I think they've – who have they got next week? They've got the Knights. That'll be a good game. They've got the Knights next week. I think that'll be – I think I kind of have the feeling they've got the Knights and then a bye and then the Roosters. Yeah. And they always play pretty well against the Roosters. I, I expect them to win next week and then I expect them to really go on with it against the Roosters. Um, after that, Sharks-Warriors. I mean, I didn't – I mean, not Sharks, Tigers-Warriors. I didn't watch this game, did you? No. It was um, on the same time as the Tilly, so. Yeah, true. I mean, the Warriors – the Warriors just continue winning. That's what they're doing. They just keep taking those two points, staying in the eight. Um, they're definitely the team. They deserve to be a top four team this year. They've been they've been super consistent, and it's been awesome to see them playing well. We've probably talked about them every week and said the same thing. But you know, credit where credit's due. Yeah, no, Tigers played really well in this game. They played really good attacking footy. Um, but yeah, like you say, credit to the Warriors. Held them out, no chance. Uh, got the job done. Home game, for the, uh, away game for them in New Zealand, but um, definitely would have helped. Definitely would have helped the Warriors this game. But, yeah, they chug along, I think. Yeah, they're looking, looking they got pretty a really good for good a top. Run, huh? really good, looking really good for a top four finish. So, um, yeah. I wish they got to play a home final. I thought that would have been such a good end of the year for them. Um, then we've also got the Roosters versus the Dolphins. I didn't watch this game personally. I've been a bit off the Dolphins recently. They've, you know, at the start of the year, they were playing some really good footy and I think they've just fallen off a little bit in the back end of this year. I know they've had a ton of injuries. Um, Yours often of, because they're playing hammer at centre. Well, that is coach. one thing. Well, no, not only that, but it's kind of affecting how good it is to watch because when he was playing fullback, he was electric. He was playing mm. so well. Line breaks, setting up tries, scoring tries. And they've also lost Jeremy Marshall King. They've lost Tom Gilbert, who are part of their spine. And that's a pretty key component to your team. So they've lost a lot of people throughout the year. 
Um, I mean, they lost Sean O'Sullivan pretty much straight away too. Mm. So a bit of a bit of a I don't know, bit of an up and down yeah. year for them, but plenty of good moments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Roosters, the Roosters are being a bit of a smoky at the moment. They're putting a bit of form together, just quietly, a bit of a run to the end of the year. Yeah. Um, they're so one win outside the eight now. So when we do a bit, of I thought the Dolphins were going to win this. I thought the Dolphins were going to win this. I had sort of like. I don't know, any co- any side coached by Wayne Bennett, I'm kind of always like, yep, they'll come good. And I think just the, the injuries are just too much. And losing someone like Jeremy Marshall King, who has had probably his breakout season this year, I would say. At the start of the year, he was the best hooker in the comp. Yeah. At the start of the year. Yeah. So he's really solidified himself as like a legitimate nine. Tom Gilbert started for Queensland at the start of the year as well in game yep. one and got injured. Yep. I think people forget that. So yep. like you got a starting origin level player out. Yeah. There's no... No joke. No. Nah. Um, it'd be good to see how they go in the off-season if they manage to pick up a few more signings. I know well, Jake Avrilo is going there next Herbie year. Herbie Farnworth is going there. Herbie Farnworth. Yeah, forgot about that. True. Um, Flegler. big signing. Flegler's going. Yeah, wow. So Jeez, those Herbie and Jake Avrilo really give some oomph to their back line, don't they? Bit of pace, bit of speed, bit of skill. He's almost had a bit of a breakout year this year as well, Herbie Farnworth. He's, oh, he's been, awesome. been... He was great. He was good last year. He's gotten even better this yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I mean. Just sort yeah, of no, up another I would level. definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, so look, good good signs to the Dolphins. Um, but yeah, the Roosters tracking nicely. Yeah, really flying under the radar, the Roosters. Yeah. Really flying under the radar. Which could be spell a bit of peril for the rest of the comp if they start putting putting it together. Yeah. Um, the Storm versus the Raiders. Now, I'm going to let Cody take this one because he, he deserves it. Go I on. actually wasn't going to say anything about this, but Xander messaged me about it last night. I was rightfully vindicated this week by both the Storm and the Raiders. Um, I'd been really worried about the Raiders for like probably probably close to two months. I'd say probably the four to eight weeks before that. Honestly, you could say the whole year. I think don't think they've won 13 plus all year. And they just really felt like they were wearing themselves down. And on the other hand, Melbourne felt like things were really starting to click. Mm. Um you know, a coach like Craig Bellamy, I mean, any good rugby league side and any good rugby league coach will talk about the timing of your run on the way home. You know, Penrith do it so well every year. Um, it's what the good sides do. So with a club like Melbourne, you've always got to sort of keep an eye on them towards the tail end of the season. And they've managed to keep all their players on the park now for a few weeks. Mm. And they're playing some good footy. Nick Meaney was unreal. He was. And they just got paps there waiting in the wings, mate. So... Good signs for Melbourne. Absolute thumping of the Raiders, which I... It was coming. It was coming. It was coming. And I think that that is a good sort of... I don't know what the word is, but like a good uh, indicator. indicator of where both sides are at coming into this final series. I think Melbourne, probably outside of Brisbane and Souths, are the only other team that I think on their day could trouble Penrith. Mm. Um. So it'll be interesting to see how see how that goes because obviously Penrith are just firming as the favourites as the weeks go on. But yeah. it's mate, it's good to see these the sort of the sides around around Penrith and around that top four just sort of come together. Yeah, uh, Raiders. Maybe this loss isn't the worst thing ever. You know, a little loss re resharpen the focus, figure out what you're doing. Yeah, get a new good work. Yeah. So who knows? Could be could be a blessing in disguise for them. Um, they've still got a pretty good spot on the ladder, but. Their four and against is terrible from memory, so we'll get into that in a second. Um, but yeah, 
great win for the Storm. Their key players playing well. The whole spine played, had great games. I don't think anyone in their spine had a bad game. Um, the Knights versus the Dogs. Now, the Knights have scored, was it 108 points on the Bulldogs this year? And the Bulldogs have scored six on the Knights. Yeah, wow. So that's their their, their double their their matchup for the two games this year, 108 to 6. Yeah, it's ugly. Uh, and, you know, oh, they just – I was watching this game and I just – I feel bad for the Bulldogs. I actually feel bad for them. They're just getting absolutely steamed. And you know what? Some of the tries were that soft as well. Like you just – it was like watching the Tigers last year. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Just like, a bit sad. Just yeah, it's just it's just not happy viewing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's not, not meant it? to be a drive by, but like nah. it, it's just you're watching it just going this is just this isn't fun for anyone. No, no, it's, yeah. Honestly, like it, it just is a bit sad. Yeah. And then in this game, you know, Jacob Preston hip drop, Jackson Hastings injured, which is unfortunate for the Knights because he's been playing their whole spine as well has been playing great recently. So I don't know what's gonna happen next week in their game with the bunnies, but Hopefully it's not too serious and he comes back because Cody and I both think that it's great when Newcastle are in and about in mm. rugby league. Yeah, well, I think um, like KP is playing unreal at the moment. He's really playing, like you said, he's playing like a million-dollar player at the moment mm. and he is the best player in that night side. For sure. However, I think Jackson Hastings is more important to that side than Kalen Ponga. I think he has more... Obviously, he plays seven, so you know, kind of goes without saying. But he has more impact on the team and and the way that they play. So I, I really think that they're going to miss him. Well, he's just um, solid. He's just a solid player. Well, yeah, he, he exactly right. But you know, obviously, you got Lockie Miller there who can come in for KP. But Jackson Hastings is is much trickier to replace. Mm. Um, interesting to see whether Adam Clune comes in or the KP goes back Adam to Clune, six. The mighty Adam Clune, <laughs> hey, <laughs> much adored on this podcast. Oh, I love Adam Clune. Much adored. Um, People's chant. But honestly, I don't know where the Knights are at. If they can, yeah, they've got a tough run home as well. So be interesting to see how long Hastings is out for. I think um, NRL physio early reports that it's potentially only one to two weeks. So fingers crossed for Newcastle and Jackson. I reckon that's dribble just personally, but hey, who am I? Oh, Sanders, Sanders more of a physio than the uh, NRL physio. Yeah, apparently. I am, mate. Yep, yep, that's yeah, me. That's yeah, me. Stuff. Um, okay, a bit of ladder analysis. Uh, look, one and two, don't really have to look too much into that. Look, three and four. We're calling oh, one and two a lock? Yeah, I'm calling that a lock. I'm call- Well, I mean, Penrith have got the Cowboys and the Eels as their last two games. Uh, pretty difficult. Two teams vying for a spot in the eight. Um, although I feel like, oh, look, I don't know. I feel like Penrith are going to be way too good for Parramatta. mm um, and then the Cowboys, the Cowboys could actually benefit greatly from the Panthers because I kind of feel like if the Panthers have already locked up the competition or if Brisbane lose a game, I feel like the Panthers are just going to rest everyone against the Cowboys in that last game. So we'll see what happens. Um, but regardless, they get a home final. So I don't really think they're too, they'll be mm. too fast. Um, then you've got the Warriors, Warriors Melbourne. They're pretty much a lock for the three and the four, aren't they? Uh, then you've got teams like, look at Cronulla's run home. So Cronulla, Canberra, Newcastle and South all have like a couple, like aversing each other in some way or another. Um, so, I mean, it just, and they're all on, what, 30, 
So 30 points, 30 points, 29, 28. And then Queensland are also on – North Queensland are on 28 points, also a ninth. Um, massive. Massive couple rounds of footy coming up. Mm. Um, rarely do you see, you know, 5th to 11th vying for a spot in the eight. It yeah. doesn't really happen that often. Well, think about how big the context of the Cowboys-Sharks game is because if the Cowboys get up against Cronulla, they will then go equal points – with Cronulla, who are fifth. Mm. Um, and then if, if the Knights are to beat, I mean, if the Souths are to beat the Knights, they'll then also be level on points. Yeah. Which could put four teams, if Canberra lose, on the same amount of points. But then the last, this is going to be a spicy last game because last game of the year for Canberra and Cronulla, they're versing each other mm. and could potentially, pending other results, either put each other out of, the eight or, mm. you know, secure a home final. So there's plenty doing. You've also got a team like the Roosters who, as we were talking about before, just kind of going under the radar a little bit. A win against Para this week puts them in pretty good stead to try and sneak in. Then they've got the Tigers, respectfully, pretty good chance against them. Then you've got the Rabbitohs, which will be a big ask. So I don't know. There's plenty. There's but plenty. doable, doable. Like, but doable. I don't even. Th- I think you can argue that Souths are playing that much better than the Roosters at the moment. No. So I think they're all three winnable games. They're one win side at one win outside the eight. Um, so it's probably or they're yeah they're one win. They're on twenty six points. So and Souths are on twenty eight mm. in eighth position. So I think line through Para um, and then probably the Roosters in North Queensland are the only other two teams vying for that last spot. But yeah. um, the other sides will keep them out if they just win their games. Yeah. So. Lot, lot to play for. I'm, um, I'm, I'm simply excited. Match of the week, Cronulla, North Queensland. Yeah, be. I think that's going to be. Uh, that's just a points fest whenever they do. And this is this will be a good indication again to sort of see where both these two sides are at coming into the final three games of the season. Um, but, but I think that's about it. The rest of the, the rest of the comp. Um, oh, the re- everyone, are, everyone after the ro- Roosters, you don't have to talk about. Cause yeah, they're, just, they're done. They're, they're, they're finished. Done. There's nothing to talk about. Tigers there. have lost 10 of their last 10. I didn't realise it was that bad. Jesus. I won 10 in <laughs> the last 10 games. Even the Dogs have won. I, it's the fun- Tigers haven't It's even... funny that the Tigers are last, but given we haven't played that bad this year. They actually haven't. And, yeah, they actually haven't been that. I swear the Dogs have been... Because oh, at the start of the year, the Dogs won a bunch of games. But... I actually don't think the dogs. I think the dogs have easily been the worst team in the comp this year, especially with the expectation they've had and the roster they have. And they've look how much they've by far conceded the most points by a hundred. They've conceded the most points. Mm. Um, worst for and against. Yeah, look, I don't think they've been that bad, but the Tigers. I mean, the dogs have been way worse in my opinion. But yeah, maybe a couple, but it's not going to matter because there's no way they're making it. Um. Should we talk a bit of EPL? It started last night. Yep. Can or do. two nights ago. Um, Prem, Premier League. And you went past it. Do I have it? Yep. Just there. Nice. There we go. Uh, Premier League. Ange Postacoglu. First game in charge of Tottenham. 2-2 draw against uh, against Brentford. Um, look, not the ideal way for Ange to start off, but... It's not a loss. Well, they lost Harry Kane well, they the lost, week, which doesn't help. True, they did actually. Um, un, did, they, did the fee ever come out for how much that transfer was? I think it was 100 mil for plus Kane. add-ons, yeah. Wow, massive. Um, 
Man City, Arsenal cruised, Brighton cruised, um, Newcastle flogged Villa. Tottenham and uh, sorry, Liverpool and Chelsea won one. At the moment, it's kind of ironic that they end up drawing. They have been a bit of a tussle behind doors this week for a player from Brighton called Casado. Um, there's talks of him, 100, 110 million pounds. Yeah. Um, Brighton will be absolutely laughing. I think they bought him for about five. So that is an absolute joke. Where did he come from? Uh, I think he's from Ecuador. Right. And An Ecuadorian that, club? I'm not too sure of his sure. previous club. But, yeah, look, Brighton will be cheering. They've actually made a monster in this transfer window and McAllister and him. Um, yeah, Chelsea and Liverpool won one. They both look like they had their chances in the highlights. Uh, both interesting... Liverpool have signed an absolute ton of players in this window. I don't know if you've been all over that, but they've been signing left, right and centre by the looks of it. They've also got a few players returning from injury in Jota and Diaz, which is a massive in for them. So I'm keen for them to play a little bit of electric footy maybe this year. Yeah, it's weird. Dude, I don't play FIFA anymore, so I'm so not on top of the teams. Um, But they're they're not coming up. That's weird. Anyway. Uh, but regardless, I'm keen. I think Liverpool games, as always, are going to be very entertaining to watch this year. Um, the rest of them are kind of close draws and whatnot. Man City, uh, they just, that's what they do. They just win at the moment. And United, that's the only game that's not played so far, is United versus uh, Wolves. This year will be an interesting year for the Premier League because you've got a lot of teams such as Newcastle and Brighton who finished really strong last year, had great seasons. Um, and then they've also, you know, obviously Newcastle have got a lot of backing because of their owners. Uh, Brighton have earned a lot of money from these transfers. So they're going to be able to reinvest back into these squads, um, the money they've created or earned, sorry. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting to see who they buy, how they strengthen because, you know, I just want to see. It's good to see teams that are not typical top four teams doing well. Um, and I hope that continues. Um, but yeah, your typical top six, top stronghold, top six teams. I think it's going to be super, super competitive this year. Um, I can't see Tottenham cracking the four, although I'd love them to with Ange's coach. Uh, I can definitely see City, Arsenal being there. Um, but really, United, who knows what they're going to be like this year. I think they could be good without a bunch of injuries, but who knows. Mm. And then Chelsea, Liverpool, we'll see. We shall see. Chelsea, yeah. again, who knows? They've got a ton new manager, a ton of new players. You just don't know. The Reese James Poch era yep. starts. Well, Reese James injured straight away. Did he? Pretty sure he got injured. Yeah, okay. that sucks. So, standard. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Uh, as far as transfer go, transfer market activity goes, <laughs> talks Neymar is going to the Saudi League. That just sucks. Why Why are these gun players... Like, Neymar shouldn't be going to the Saudi League. No. I know he's going to earn, you know, stupid probably money. $300 million or something stupid. But, yeah. look, it just seems a bit unnecessary, to be fair. Um, he's still got good footy in him. I'd love to see him play in the Prem. Maybe not in... I don't know what team he would fit into, but it would be awesome to see him play. Um, Wouldn't it just be good to see him go back to Barca? Just still play competitive football yeah, for another few years. playing like. at a high level. Um, is it going to get to the point with so many players in the Saudi league that it actually becomes like a proper league? No. No. Because it's not sustainable to pay the players this much. Like how can you continue this for the next, I don't know, 
20 odd years or yeah. to build it. It's not sustainable. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not going to work, I don't think. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Oh, who else is going? Mbappe also developed. Do you know how Mbappe yeah. was supposed to leave? Apparently he's rejoined the squad because he was like in this separate squad training and stuff and he wasn't with the team. But they've now changed it so he started playing with the team. Okay. So, But something must be afoot or something's wrong behind closed doors there. Yeah. Because if you've got Messi, Mbappe and Neymar and you let them all leave, what's going on? And you're paying them that much money and that can't even make them want to stay. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Um, cause I think they're just, you know, there's something's up, something's not right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I didn't like that name. I went there originally Neither. at all. Um, and now that he's there and it's kind of like, you kind of almost think like what could have been with his career. I know. Um, so the different. levels he could have reached, but instead he went to PSG. So Yeah. Silly stuff. Anyway, that's all I've got for you today. Um, anything you want to add? No, there's not much else on it at the moment. No? It's kind of off-season. It's kind of off-season. I'm just frothing for the NBA to start. I simply cannot wait. I cannot wait for the NBA to kick off. Or tip off, I should say. Um, look, that's all I've got. That's all Cody's got. Take care. That's back page episode six, seven. Well, it's just episode 91 now. We're just oh. intertwining it with our other. There we go. Episode 91. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Take care.